Don't like snakes, keep my grad cut so low, can't eat more. Face shots, I'm well wishing, friendly acting, envy hot and snakes. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first installment of the Snakes in the Grass podcast with yours truly, Brett Maloney. As we will normally have three other hosts on the show, but tonight for the first episode, we actually only have two in Ahmed Warfa and Ryan Sullivan. What's good? What's up? That's me. I'm Ahmed. Uh, our other friend, Carmen Sorrentino, is not here as he has work in the morning and needs to go to sleep. Priorities. But for this podcast, basically, it's a lot of, a lot of basketball, some football. It's mostly going to be a highly debated show and whatnot as we're probably going to start yelling at each other and whatnot. And we kind of we kind of just do whatever we feel like. No, no real typical agenda, just whatever hits our mind in the sports world. We'll talk about it and, and vouch our opinions and whatnot. Keep so, it real. We take suggestions. Keep it we real. Do, we do take suggestions. So to start it off. for that, buddy. I'm at enough. Sorry. <laughs> to, uh, to start it off, we're going to go right into the thick of the NBA Finals as the other night the Golden State Warriors took a 2-0 lead on the Cleveland Cavaliers in tomorrow night or tonight, I guess, because it's 1.30 in the morning. Um, the series is going to return to Cleveland in what could possibly be LeBron's last two games in Cleveland. You never know. We'll get into that later. It will be. But um, I'm going to bring you two in now and just give me like what you think about the series so far, and then we can get into like a more – debate about what's going to happen going forward. All right, let me start this off. First of all, it shouldn't be 2-0, all right? Uh, I believe the Cavs should have won game one. Uh, yeah. Not only did they get robbed by J.R. Smith and George Hill, they got robbed by the referees as well. Um, mm-hmm. There were many missed calls, and obviously we know the infamous call at the end, uh, the block that was turned uh, – the charge that was turned into a block, excuse me. Um Obviously, it was a 50-50 call. Um, depends on which ref is reviewing it to see if it's a block or a charge. So to definitively say that it was a block, it, that is blasphemous. Um, the referee on live TV, Steve Jabby, um, watching the replay, called it um, a charge. So as I was saying, um, for the refs to trigger a replay, um, is beyond me. Uh, they robbed LeBron James of a historic performance, 51-8-8. And, and if that doesn't show you why LeBron's leaving Cleveland, I don't know what else will. His teammates, George Hill, an 80% free throw shooter who makes $20 million a year, couldn't make one free throw to ice the game. His other teammate who makes $16 million a year, didn't know what the score was. He thought they were up and then dribbled the clock out when they had a chance to get the win. So all in all, with those various circumstances, I think the Golden State Warriors came out of game two and won that game. Um, I think LeBron's teammates didn't really show up, and LeBron had a human night. But all in all, it should be a 1-1 series. But whoa, 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 whoa. What? Your mic just, like, freaked out for a oh, second. I'd like to apologize. Um, so I, all in all, it should be a 1-1 series. It's a 2-0 series. Cleveland has no shot 
if they lose one game at home. They have to win. All right, Ahmed, Ahmed, listen to this, though. Listen to this proposition. Mm -hmm. So you're LeBron James. You're the best player on the planet, correct? Mm-hmm. Best player why, of all time. Why, isn't mm -hmm. he, why wasn't he down low trying to go for the rebound uh, on the George Hill missed free throw? Why is he standing at half court? I mean, I don't think it would have made a difference. I think he was standing at half court just in case they wanted to push in transition off the rebound. Um, J.R. Smith wasn't supposed to get that offensive rebound. KD wasn't paying attention, got pushed out the way, and got and J let J.R. Smith get the ball. Um, for a split second there, LeBron James was wide open for three. Um, and J.R., for some reason, we all know what why. He didn't know what the score was. He thought they were up one, actually. Didn't pass it to him. Dribbled the clock out. And I don't know how you could pin this on LeBron James. He didn't expect Jr. to get a rebound. He expected the. No, I'm not. I'm not pinning this on LeBron. All I'm saying is that if he's the physical freak that he is, I'm just saying that I feel like he should have been down low rather than uh, whoever else was on the other side of Jr. Like he was back on. He was, he was back on defense, just in case. Yeah, you got to say the situation. The score was tied. Golden State, if they got that rebound, would it either call timeout or push it? Or go push it, give it to Steph, and see what happens. LeBron was uh, there to – because he has the highest basketball IQ on that court. Um, okay, yes. Speaking, of, speaking that he has the highest basketball IQ, though, and as you know, after the Celtics game two, mm -hmm. he um, said back every play that happened to start the fourth quarter, but why couldn't he know that they only – that they had a timeout and he didn't use it? He, no, no, he one second. Call? He did, yes. Um, he, he did, did call, call timeout. You see the replay? When JR got the ball, there was a moment of confusion where LeBron had no idea that JR had no idea what was going on. To be exact, uh, he called the timeout three times. Yeah, he did try to signal for timeout when he realized JR Smith has no idea what's going on. He's going to dribble a clock out. Um, and the ref that was there didn't let LeBron uh, call a timeout. And uh, today he did have an interview where they asked him about why he was um, angry that they had a timeout when he found out. And LeBron's explanation was that he knew that they had a timeout, but when he was calling timeout on the floor and they didn't give it to him, he thought the ref saved him from having a Chris Webber moment. And then when he got to the bench, he asked Tyloo, did we have a timeout to make sure? And when he said yes, he was frustrated about that. So he did call timeout. Don't believe the hype. LeBron James signaled to call a timeout. You can see it on the replay. The refs didn't give it to him for some reason, maybe because JR passed the ball right when he was calling for timeout and nobody had possession. Um, but the fair enough, season. fair enough. So, Sully, yeah. So, uh, what I want to get at is the fact that it should have never came down to that free throw because mm -hmm. that call on LeBron James that got switched to a blocking foul was probably the worst thing that's ever happened because the rule is that they are allowed to change the call after looking at it, but they can only go look at it to see if they're in. The restricted area and if you watch it it's not even remotely close to the restricted area mm -hmm. so there's no reason to go look back at it mm -hmm. and they use that as a reason to go call it back mm -hmm. which is absolutely blasphemous and it changed momentum gave them two points and just switched the game on all the game would have been iced Cavs would have wasted time probably would have fouled lebron james he probably would have hit both free throws because he's one of the clutchest players ever mm -hmm. and uh all in all, the Cavs, I mean, the refs are very well known for rigging basketball games. 2002, Lakers versus Kings. 2006, Heat versus Mavs. Mm -hmm. It's not something new. 
So whether or not people want to say the refs are humans and don't do this, they're very well known for doing this. And I'm not surprised that it happened again. Mm-hmm. All I, right, well, I'm not, I'm not going to get into the refs ringing games and whatnot. They do. That's, 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 that's not something. That's not something that was on the agenda for me. But, um, honestly, though, I feel like the the part that gets left out the most out of that of that entire sequence of events that happened at the end of the game is that George Hill missed a free throw. Yeah, he got so, let off the hook because free of- throws. The key word in that statement is free. This dude, this dude is shooting. I'm pretty sure, like almost ninety percent from the line in the playoffs. He's shooting eighty, but he's getting no, 80, 80, 80 in the regular season, eighty-seven in the playoffs. Yeah, don't not to mention he makes twenty million dollars. He's not like a rookie. He's been in the league for like ten years. LeBron James should have been the free throw he's line. Yeah, he's an he's an experienced vet. Should have made. LeBron James should have been at the free throw line. Should have been. He bricked a free throw. The second one, he made the first and, and got bailed out. Got bailed out by Jr. Who got the rebound? So it was like, oh, nice, Jr. Put it back up. No, so like, yes, like the whole sequence of events was just absolutely insane. But the part to me is that this dude missed a free throw and would have won the game because how much time was left? Like three seconds, right? Uh, four seconds, but four point seven, right under five. Yeah, exactly. So. The Warriors probably would have called timeout, and then they have to hit some sort of a shot to win the game, which is very low percentage. The shot. odds, the odds are in the Cavs' favor in that situation. So, just the way that everything turned out, like in the media, like the next couple of days after that, everything goes to Jr. But this Jr. play would have never have happened if George Hill just had made the free. This would have never happened if they called the foul on Draymond Green grabbing LeBron James' arm. Yeah, that is that true. That was blatant. Well, this wouldn't happen if they called a lane violation on Draymond Green um, yep. during that second free throw that George Hill missed. They don't call that, so I'm not going to. Yeah, argue they don't that. call that at the end of the game, but um, or in general. I mean, if you're gonna, if, if you're gonna, lane violations happen so often. I mean, you can't even bring that up. Yeah, I know, but if they're gonna go and reverse, um, yeah. an obvious like a fifty-fifty play, you can't. You know, when plays are fifty-fifty, you have to have outweighing um evidence to switch a call, like. Somebody's foot on the line. You can see, oh, it's obviously his foot is on the line. Uh, but if it's a block or a charge, a call that's very iffy, and it depends on what rules you go by, you can't say, oh, he definitely, that was definitely a block. And mm-hmm. if you want to switch that call and then not call a lane violation, then what are you doing as a rep? You're giving the team, one team, the home team, an advantage. So obviously cost the cat the game. It should be 1-1 in my books. Whatever happens in this series, um, let's say the Cavs do push it seven and losing seven, then I believe the Cavs would have won in six if they won game one. Cavs will win one game at home, maybe two. They're not going to get swept. Yeah, they probably will. Um, if they don't win I both, they have no shot of winning the series. I said Warriors in five to start, and I think that the Warriors are going to go up tonight or tomorrow night, however you want to put it. And then LeBron wins – what could no. possibly be his Wrong final game. game? What could possibly be his final game in Cleveland? What will be his final game in Cleveland? So, Ahmed, if you will let me finish, <laughs> that can transition us right into our next topic of the of yeah. NBA. Ahmed, <laughs> let me finish, Ahmed. 
Talib didn't just cut you off? His was way more less toned than yours was. Yours was so loud and obnoxious. I'm sorry. Um, so the next topic that we can go at is NBA free agency as a whole, which is about a month away now. Uh, or less than a month, honestly. About three weeks. Um, so obviously LeBron is the biggest headliner for the free agent class, but you also have KD, who's technically a free agent, CP, who's technically a free agent, PG, Boogie, DeAndre, uh, Capella's a restricted free agent, Marcus Smart's a restricted free agent. Jabari Parker? Yep, Jabari Parker. There's a lot of big names out on the market this summer, which could ultimately lead to a crazy and wild offseason plus trades. You never know who's going to get dealt here and there. So we'll start off with LeBron. Obviously, there's the rumors of LeBron to the Rockets, LeBron to Philly, LeBron to the Lakers, LeBron staying in Cleveland, maybe LeBron to Miami. <laughs> in, the, in the most ideal situation – where does LeBron James end up? All right, let me take this. The most ideal situation, the best situation for LeBron James is to sign with the Philadelphia 76ers. Golden State Warriors. Uh, well, yeah. He can't sign with Golden State and win a championship every year for the next five years, um, but I feel like that would tarnish his legacy. And I think LeBron is more competitive than Kevin Durant in terms of I don't think he will join a team that beat him. If he was like KD, he would have just joined the Celtics back in 2010 instead of going to form another team to beat them. Uh, so I think Golden State has no shot at signing him. Um, but the best situation for him would be to sign with the Philadelphia 76ers. People say Houston. Um, first of all, they have to make the money work, which is very, very difficult. They have to give away Houston, their whole... Houston would lose their entire bench yeah, to do that. Their whole bench, Eric Gordon. They won't have any money to sign Capella. So why lose... Yeah, I don't want LeBron James in that system have, watching James Harden pick and roll isolation and just standing there as a shooter. I don't want to see that. Um, I believe in Philly. He can team up with a bunch of young guys who will defend all season and work hard all season while he gets to pace himself to get to the playoffs and to kick it up another notch. I think he fits well on the offense with a stretch five like Embiid, a stretch four like Sarge, and to have another playmaker in Ben Simmons um, – who's 6'10", just as strong as LeBron, who can but possibly what, guard a KD, guard a Draymond. What do they do with What do they do they with Covington, who they just signed to four years, 70 mil? Hey, man. LeBron's Last coming. You got to go, buddy. If that's no. what it takes, losing Robert Covington or bring him off the bench, it don't matter. You sign LeBron James. All right, what do, do? what do they do? What do they do about Redick? He's a free agent, he's too. A, yeah, he's the one. Who cares? You're losing, J- using JJ Redick and you're signing LeBron James. I don't think they're sweating it. And um, I won't rule out the possibility. Status. Yeah, I will. I will not rule out the possibility that LeBron and PG find a way to get to Philadelphia. Whether that be no. LeBron signing outright and PG in a sign and trade, I won't rule that out. Um, mm-hmm. I think PG's number one destination. We'll talk about that later. But I won't rule that out. I think LeBron to Philly is his best uh, situation. We get to pace himself all season, let the young guys take the reins during the uh, season, and then he could kick it up a notch in the playoffs. Let me tell you right now, LeBron James is not going to Houston. That's off the table. Mm-hmm. LeBron James is going to Philly, and I'd say that's about it. LeBron James to Philly, 
It is his perfect fit with a guy that plays just like him, but also plays a different position. He can teach him while also being the greatest player still playing. He could still win MVP at that team, averaging a lot more assists because they'll actually hit their shots unlike the Cavs. Only other option is Miami Heat, Heat Nation, baby. Go play with D. Wade, bring Paul George with them, possibly Kawhi to Miami Heat. Wherever he goes, he needs to go somewhere that can compete with the Golden State Warriors, and that's it. And I see the Sixers as that team in the East. Mm-hmm. Um, no, nah, I don't see LeBron going back to Miami. Hey, watch him out. And why not? Saying, can I say one why thing, Mama? Why not? One thing. Go ahead, man. LeBron going to Philly. I mean, to Miami. Um, I think that's a possibility based on the the symmetry that he might possibly want on his legacy. Uh, not wanting to play for many teams would be a mercenary. He can, uh, you know, his career would end up being Cleveland for seven years, Miami for four years, Cleveland for four years, where he fulfilled his promise to get him a championship, and then play out the rest of his days in Miami. Um, but the problem with Miami is they do have a bunch of contracts that are borderline not movable. But Pat, exactly. you can never rule out. Exactly. You can never. You can never rule out Pat Riley. Um, if players say they want to sign with the Miami Heat. Teams will be forced to do a sign and trade. So that's um, a possibility. Right. The thing, the thing with the Heat is though, is that you're basically, you're basically, if you're LeBron, you're going to be stuck in the same situation that you are in Cleveland with the supporting cast. The Heat, yes, the Heat do have, better, the Heat do have better players than the Cavs, but they, they, but they also do not have another star. Hassan Whiteside's Project. not. Hassan Whiteside's not an. You're calling Goran Dragic a star? He's an all-star. Yeah, I know, but Momo, I think you really have sign and trade possibilities. Um, teams, if a guy wants to come, no, I'm looking at I'm looking at the Heat roster currently right now. He's not going there based off of this roster. I think if he goes there, he knows other people are coming with him. Paul George, be a Paul George, or they can make a trade for any free agent. To be honest with Kawhi you, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, but that would require um, San Antonio to be on board, and I don't think they have the assets to get him. But any free agent can say, I'm going to Miami, sign and trade me. So that's and always a problem. Free agent is Paul George. Yeah. That's why I believe Paul George might go to Philly. And Miami, he have one of the best three-point shooters in the NBA. Wayne Ellington? Yep. Yeah, they have him on a cheap contract, too. I don't see it. He ain't J.R. Smith. It. He'll hit his shots. Yeah, and know the score. Uh, Momo? I don't see it. Mm-hmm. Why? Because of the roster? Yep. I don't think if LeBron's if LeBron's gonna go somewhere, I he needs to go to a, an established roster, in my opinion, or he's gonna want to go to like I I don't even want to say he I because I honestly think that it's between two teams for him and Cleveland and the Lakers, but I don't even want I don't even want to yeah, s- put a Philly in there. You are so bro. I don't want Philly in there. That's why. Yeah, but don't worry about your Celtics fan. I'll talk about. It. Do you, well, honestly look at the situation? Do you think LeBron? Is I do team? think. I do think Philly is an option, and I think if he were, if he were to, if this was a college decision and he were to release a final three, I think it would absolutely say Philadelphia 76ers, Cleveland Cavaliers, Los Angeles Lakers. So you believe the Lakers and Cleveland are above Philly? No, that's not Ahmed. I just said if he were to release yeah, well, a final said, three. Yeah, what you said the first time was uh, yes, yes. I think that they have 
a, a more legit shot to get LeBron James at this current moment than Philadelphia. <sighs> That's ridiculous. yes. What's your belief? Why do you believe that? Is the question. What do you think that they have that will be more enticing to LeBron James? Because in the Lakers, you have an, you basically the Lakers is basically the same situation as Philly with young dudes, but they don't have any any money tied up. But Philly's whatsoever. established. Philly has an entire max slot, and they can't the carve Lakers, out. Money. The Lakers have two max slots. Yeah, I know, but you can't compare the young talent the that Sixers Philly has. Established, like you said. Young, yeah, compare that to the young talent that the Lakers have. Ben Simmons and Embiid are better than all the young talent on that team. Um, they haven't shown themselves. They didn't make the playoffs. They didn't even get to 30 wins. Um, Philadelphia got to they the did, They had 35 wins. Oh, well, whatever. You know what I mean. They didn't make the playoffs. Um, <laughs> haven't seen any real adversity. Philadelphia got through the heat. Lost to the Celtics in dramatic fashion. But um, Dramatic. I mean, they lost in five. Yeah, it's dramatic for them. Dramatic. That was not dramatic at all. Yeah, it was pretty dramatic. But, um, <laughs> yeah, they've been through more. Um, it's in the Eastern Conference, so you don't have to go through Houston. You don't have to go to go to go through Golden State until the finals. So um, I think LeBron has a preference to stay in the East. So even if he doesn't win a championship, he can keep his final streak going. Um, so I I'm think that all I know, all I know is I'm riding and dying with our bet about he's staying in Cleveland. That's not happening, Momo. I don't That's know how you believe that. Chipotle. No, yeah, he is. You're going to have to buy me Chipotle. I think 1,000%. 1,000%. If the Cavs pull off some miracle and win this series, even if they win this series and don't make changes this offseason, I think he's gone. But if they do pull off a miracle in the offseason by bringing in a Paul George somehow, making uh, some trades to get another superstar, he is not staying in Cleveland. Quickly this tell me that, Brett. Will be his last series as a Cleveland Cavalier. Quickly what, Sully? Tell, tell him about bet. bet. Uh, so basically, Ahmed and I put a meal on a meal at Chipotle on the line. Where if LeBron stays in Cleveland, then he has to buy me Chipotle, and if LeBron leaves uh, Cleveland, then I have to buy him Chipotle. So I got Chipotle in the bag, I'm and then I'm going, going for fun. Uh, no, Ahmed, you don't have Chipotle in the bag because currently he's still on the Cavs roster, isn't he? Yeah, but he's not. A yeah, that's anymore. what I thought exactly. So long, buddy. you got to wait on it. It's in the bag, buddy. I guarantee you he's leaving. No. 99% sure he's out. He is gone. Bye-bye, LeBron James. I don't think the Cavs fans will burn his jersey. He fulfilled his promise. When he signed back with the Cavs, the first thing he said is, I'm here to bring you a championship. That's all, a championship. He did that. He has no ties. It's over. They have their cap strapped. They cannot make any trades. They have no tradable assets. Kevin All Love right. What about what about what about this point though? What about this point? You can't forget this. What? Don't rule out the family aspect of it as well. If LeBron James signs with the Cleveland Cavaliers, that means he does not care about winning championships anymore. He's only signing with the Cavs because maybe his kids want to go to St. Vincent, St. Mary, his alma mater, or maybe he just says, you know, I can't leave Cleveland again. But based off of what I saw, he left them the first time. Um, I think he still wants to chase Jordan, so. He has no reason to stay there at all. They no, haven't he wants given to run him away from Jordan. Yeah, run away from Jordan. But he wants to give people who are on the other side more chances to switch over to this side. So I think he's gone. I think it's a done deal. LeBron, pack your bags up. I think he's already looking at Philly. Me and I met looking at LA. Mm -hmm. Yep, we're coming with him. LeBron, wherever you go, we're with you. Shotgun.
Snakes. Maybe hey, just keep it a real man. Celts in four. That didn't happen this year, buddy. Celts in four. All right. Um, second biggest free agent on the market, Kevin Durant. Nope. Dang it. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Let me finish, Ahmed. Mm-hmm. So there's been a few reports out that I've seen that says going into the season, Kevin Durant re-signing was 100% done deal no matter what. But recently they said it's dropped about 5% and there's some like there's some little doubt. It's only like a little 5% doubt, like not much, but like they're hearing that, yes, he's still happy. Yes, he wants to win. But it's kind of like they know he's going to re-sign, but at the same time, there's still a little bit of concern, if you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Um, so I don't so neither, do, neither do I. I think he's totally staying in Golden State. But playing the hypothetical game here, if he were to leave Golden State, where would he end up? Good question. Honestly, I can't see a situation where he leaves that is like beyond my consciousness. Man, I, can't I just said it. playing you know, a hypothetical on, game. You're not letting me finish. Let Even me though, let's say he does leave, I think the only chance he has is to go back to OKC and yep. win there to pull what LeBron did and try yeah. to save his face by going back. I don't think Russell Westbrook wants him back. They don't have any money to sign him, so I'm not really sure. Russ back. don't want him back. Let's be real. Russ don't want that dude back. Let me yeah. let me let me say something. Mm-hmm. If KD signs again, it is not going to be for more than two years. Signs where? If Golden State? Yeah. Yeah, he's doing the LeBron deal. Yeah. One year deals. Kevin Durant is not going to stay there forever because he knows he got the championships. He's now on the talk, which is what he wanted, and now he's able to go and try and get it somewhere else, which he should have been doing this whole time. Yeah. All right, Ahmed. OKC. Ahmed. So, you and I both, we are Russell Westbrook fans, correct? Uh-huh. I like to say that. No, nope, yes. I'm not. Okay. So, we are we are two years removed from the Westbrook Durant breakup. Uh-huh. Looking back on it, did KD make the right choice? Don't look at it. Don't look at it like. As in, oh, he dumped Russ, this and that. Look at it strictly in the basketball form. Did he make the right move? If we're looking at it in the basketball form, he did make the right move. He went to a team that's dominant, uh, guaranteed himself championships. But if we're looking at it from how he will be remembered, I think this is a permanent stain on his uh, career. I mean, he gave us the name of our podcast, so that's cool. That is true. Um, I think that Kevin Durant effectively removed himself from any possible GOAT conversations. I don't care if he went six in a row. I don't think they, people will ever put him in that GOAT conversation based off of um, – they will always look back at that 73 and 19 and look at the roster and say, whoa, Kevin Durant's not on the team. What happened? They look at the next season, but, oh, Kevin Durant's on the team. To me, to me, the thing the, – just like the big thing that stands out is that this dude had his Thunder team up three – they blew the 3-1 lead before the Warriors blew the 3-1 lead, and that is just like – it's missed every single time you bring and that he, up. And he played horrible. Oh, he yes, played – that's he the was, most – And he was horrendous in all three of those elimination yeah. games. He shot them out in game five. He, he shot them out in game six. What was he? What was he? 10, 10, 10 for 31. 10 for 31. Back-to-back yeah. games. Game five and game six. Game, game seven. seven wasn't that bad. 
Yeah, he didn't turn it up until the fourth quarter when they were when Stephen Curry went on a run. And to watch a little. All right, and what what did what did Russ do in those games? Russ choked as well. I'm not gonna lie, but Kevin, Russ is very inefficient. I that's like who he is. Kevin Durant's the most efficient player other than LeBron James, and he did not show up. Which Stop makes it, Sully. That a choke job. Stop he it. He's not a team player. He's not gonna win. Bro, he ain't gonna win. Look at his look at his team. He's, He's got no bench. Batter. Yeah. All right, we're good now. We're getting out of the He's way. A stab pattern. He got no bench, dude. What do you want him to do? For another podcast. Russell Westbrook has a good enough team to go far. He should. I he, believe. I'm a Russ fan. He lost to the Jazz. He had Russell West, He had Paul George as their number one guy. Yeah. He, wait, what did you just say about the Jazz and the number one guy? Donovan Mitchell. A rookie. The rookie of the year? Possible rookie, rookie. rookie of the year. The rookie of the year? Yes, but a rookie. One year in the league. All-stars. Maybe not this year, but in general. I mean, Carmelo played terrible, but he still had Paul George. Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook and Paul George should be enough. The way he should have. It should be enough. I think if you put any other superstar on that team, they'd probably be winning that series. No. But, no, yeah. not with Russell Westbrook. No, I'm talking about besides Russell Westbrook. You put LeBron and Paul George. Someone's got to teach George. Russell Westbrook how to play. They need to. But that's a topic for another podcast. We can get talking all and on about this. I will. <laughs> Overrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think what you want. All right, what were we saying? He got MVP and didn't deserve it. Oh, he deserved that one. He deserved oh, that one. Are you serious? He deserved that one. LeBron no, James deserves it every year. He does do it, yes. But I'm talking about if we're talking about from what the media believes MVP to be, he carried that team. They would have patter. They would have been a, the probably with the number one pick. Bro, the Thunder what? the Thunder would have gotten like the third pick in the draft. Y'all acting like Steven Adams team. is a bum. He had four. All right. All right. Steven Adams averages 12 points a game. Yeah. I wonder why. Westbrook. Westbrook, He has no post game, Sully. He's not a scorer. Sully, he's not an offensive player. He scores all his buckets off pick and roll. uh, He's a great rebounder. Okay. Yeah. What is that? That doesn't have to do with scoring. That's him getting defensive rebounds. He gets offensive rebounds, too. Can I say this one stat? Russell Westbrook had 42 triples that MVP season. I get you. Last year, he was that padding uh, this past season um, and was not – shouldn't have been in the MVP um, conversation. How many turnovers did he average? He did average a ton of turn- turnovers, but out of those 42 triple-doubles, they won 33 of those games and only lost nine. That win yeah. pace, if they kept that win pace, let's say you got a triple-double every game, they uh-huh. would have won, I believe it was about 64 games had he done that. But, but obviously, didn't. he's human. Yeah, he's a human being. Can't get triple-doubles. Can he turn the ball over too much? You know, this is a pointless debate. Um, what were we saying? James Harden. Yeah, okay. James Harden chokes. James Harden made it farther than Russell Westbrook. LeBron James should have won uh, MVP, and he should have won every year. Every but that's, year, yes. That's a different topic. You should have 13 MVPs. So who's our next free agent? That's Paul I'm George to L.A. Sorry. sorry, I'm I'm just shook. Paul George to L.A. All right, next nah, um, Chris Paul. Oh, he's staying there. Oh, next, they, yeah, they offered him the supermax uh, when he decided to do that sign and trade. He said he said today that he's only accepting a max contract. Yeah, and that's what they promised him. So I think they will just give it to him. Uh, I don't think they're gonna sign LeBron. They, I heard a report today. I saw a report today that said they will aggressively pursue PG. I don't yeah, they're that. more. They're more interested, it seems, in PG than LeBron. I, listen, I don't get it. Why is CP 
wanting only a max, but yet trying to get LeBron on the team. Yeah, I know. If he, the only way to get LeBron is if they both take a discount and they trade half the roster. Exactly, and that's not going to happen. And if he wants a max, why is are there reports? James Harden, James Harden ain't taking no discount. That dude signed like James that two hundred, that two hundred million dollar deal. Yeah, I know, but why? If CP wants the supermax, why is there a report that he's recruiting LeBron already? It makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. And to give a thirty-two-year-old point guard who's injury-prone five-year, two hundred million-dollar contract, I think that's going to take them effectively out of contention. I think the Rockets' window was to win this year, and if they give him the supermax, they have no shot. They got, they got like not if KD leaves. They got like one more. They got one more year. I don't know. They get by Warriors or the Celtics next year. Yeah, or whatever team LeBron goes to. Here we go. What? What? We go with what? No. Celtics in four. That's fine. That's fine. Against Houston? Yeah. No, against the Sixers. Yep. Nah. Sixers. Man, I don't know about that. Celtics may may win, you're right, but not in four. Oh, definitely not in four. LeBron against what? Especially LeBron with help? Mm -mm. He ain't against what? By nobody. Hell no. All right. All right. Those days over. Paul George. LA. Yeah, that's obviously the the number one option. Um What I are the chances? What are the, if you were to give a percentage of the chance that he returns to OKC? Fifteen percent. Ten. Twenty-five. Okay. I only, think only twenty I say twenty-five solely on the fact because of the Supermax contract. Yeah, I think the money and the fact that, let's say, L.A. doesn't improve, doesn't sign a LeBron or anything, and he says, you know what, I'd rather just stay with Russ, I think he does sign a Superman. But I believe it's 60% L.A. Uh, I'd say about 20 to 25% wherever LeBron signs, if they can, if they do have space to link up together on another team, possibly. And then I think the rest of that percentage, whatever it is, is to OKC. The one thing is Paul George already made his decision. Yeah, that is true. As much as we say he'll go where LeBron James goes, he said it was during the All-Star break, right? Um, he said during the All-Star break that he would like to play in L.A. That because that's his home. Well, I, thought, I thought during the All-Star break he said to somebody that he knows where the decision's going to land him. Oh, no, I think you're thinking about um, when he got traded from Indiana. He went to the front office and said, I'm signing with L.A. no matter what no, you guys do. No, I think it was this year. I didn't hear that report. I was all over PG this year. I didn't hear that. I'm going to go search it. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I, I think him and LeBron have been in contact. They were supposed to link up this summer, um, but Cleveland obviously fired their GM, which was stupid, and changed their franchise forever. Um, but I think that they do have mutual interest to play with each other, and I think that will outweigh um, his decision to go to L.A. if there's no help. To play with LeBron in a big market like Philly or L.A., that's – that's an amazing opportunity, and he'll be guaranteed to go to the finals. So, unless it's in LA, obviously, there's Golden State. I found it. Mm-hmm. He said to Bill Oram of the Orange County Register, "It's funny, but at the end of the day, I know where my decision lands, or what my decision is, and that's all that matters." What? This year during the All Star break. What a snake! He's a snake. Interesting. Interesting. And that was in. That was in LA. And they were chanting, we want Paul. So, And he smiled. I was watching that game. He had a little smirk on his face. And then they chanted, we want Paul in OKC. And he was just stone-faced. 
it was just the most like I was like, wow. Remember when we chanted we want KD in Boston? Oh yeah. I wasn't with y'all. I chanted come to Boston at a subs game last year, um, versus Indiana. <laughs> Nobody in the crowd chanted with me. I was yeah, the only one. Buddy. Nobody. They were like, What well, he's on our way who's that? Tough girl. Yeah. All right. Um, moving down the list, the most under, on, in my opinion, the most underrated and least talked about big name free agent that's on the market, Boogie Cousins. And to yeah. me, his free agency is kind of a mystery. Nobody really knows like where he's actually going to end up. It's unprecedented, actually. Never seen anything like this, to be honest with you. Because would you agree? Would you agree that he is a top ten player in the NBA? When healthy, he's a top 10, 12, depending on what you want to say. But pure talent, he's definitely top ten. Agreed. Agreed. Let me tell you my two options for him. Mm-hmm. You already know one of them. Heat Which Nation. Uh, I don't, do they even have the money for him? Yep, they do. Other options: Dallas Mavericks. How does he fit in the heat, though, with Whiteside? Oh, they're trading Whiteside. Whiteside's out. He's got to go. Whiteside has problems with the general manager and coach. He's out. The Mavericks, though, getting rid of two of their big men, possibly. The Mavs will do anything to get a star. Yeah, Mark Cuban will throw money at him. I think the, the sensitive part about this is his Achilles injury. Being a big man that's coming off an Achilles injury. He dropped off the face of the earth. Yeah, I mean, he could either come back and be the same player, which I doubt, be a little bit of a lesser player, or he could come back and fall completely off the map. Um, I, it's going to be a risk for other teams, but I think uh, Dallas is definitely willing to take that risk. They're already tanking. Why not give him a four-year max contract? You're not going to be good in four years anyway. Um, boogie, boogie to L.A. Yeah, he I think they, they'll be willing to throw money out. Completely off the list, right? Yeah, he told the Pelicans he's out. So L.A. Spurs. I don't see the Spurs. And you guys don't see the Heat either. No, I can't, can't see the Heat. They have money. Because like, why would right. you want to take for money? Me, for me, my three options for him. LA one of them. One of them is one of them is kind of on like. Um, I'm talking. I don't want to say unrealistic, but like, like pr- mostly like impossible because. I want to say Washington to go play with his best friend and John Wall, but they can do that, yeah. They to move, they have to move Otto Porter's contract, and that no one is taking that deal. For real, if he, if he no, does he have a opt out for this year? Like no, a, I mean he doesn't have a one year opt out. It would be after oh, two. So I can't do a sign and trade then. No, four years, one hundred and seven million dollars. I mean, the Pelicans do have a, a hole at that three spot. Okay, yes, they do have a hole, but look at the difference in play of Otto Porter and DeMarcus Cousins. Like, they're just getting worse. Yeah, I know, but they after DeMarcus got hurt, they did play better. I think they found that AD at center and Nico at, at the four is a better combination. And they do have a hole at that three, and I get a three and D um, forward, which is very hard to come around. They can't sign a Paul George, so why not? Why, why not do a sign and trade with for Demarcus to um, Washington? It'll fill they their sh- need. They should just go after. Honestly, they should just go after like 
a couple dudes like lesser lesser value. Like, why not just sign like Tyreek Evans and Trevor Ariza? Or I don't think Tyreek's going back. He already played there. Or Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley would have to come off the bench after um Holiday. I think they're gonna resign Rondo. They are gonna resign Rondo. I'm just I'm just throwing out names. What about like, the Hawks? But no, my sleeper team for Boogie. Ahmed already knows my answer because we've talked about this off air. Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns. They have so much money to spend. They no. have the number one pick in the draft. They have an emerging superstar in Devin Booker. Why not finally make a move in free agency and throw out money to a to the top like a top three dominant big man in the NBA? Who's coming off an Achilles injury? Don't forget about that. No. It's not yeah, like he's completely healthy. I understand that. I understand that's, that's the, the risk. Most- that's the risk that every team's gonna take though, not just the Suns, every team that- Yeah, but are you really willing to throw out that much money? Like a max. Is every team willing to throw out that much money for no, the max? It's not think- just the Suns. I don't think every team will. That's the Mavericks. The Mavericks, the Mavericks will be they're throwing out max. The, the Lakers, the Lakers, you don't think that they'll throw out a max? They got so much money will- to spend. I think they'll look at other people first. If Paul George signs there and LeBron doesn't come. And maybe they'll throw out the max just to please their fans. Oh, we got DeMarcus and Paul George. But if they do get DeMarcus and Paul George, they're not going anywhere. They'll probably be as five seed and then lose in the first round or the second round every year. So I'm not really worried about that. All right. But my the way I look at it, if you're – say you're the Suns, you're sitting there on draft night, and you know that you're going to get boogie. So then you draft Luka. You have Luka – you have Devin Booker, you have Josh Jackson, Marquise Chris, Boogie Cousins. And Luca's old coach. Yeah, Luca's old, old Luca's old coach, correct. So honestly, to me, like if you look at that starting lineup, if Luca pans out the way he is, Devin Booker's already putting up 24 points a game. Josh Jackson is probably gonna be a really nice three and D type of dude in the NBA. Uh, Marquise Chris is crazy athletic and you add Boogie who this year literally averaged 25, 13 and five before he got injured. So you're pairing two 24 plus point game scores. Luca playing in the system with his old coach should average like around, I don't know, 15, 15, five and five, maybe something like that. The dude is 6'8". You can't forget that. That's a big lineup, man. Yeah. Josh Jackson. Josh Jackson's literally just played his rookie year. He's going to develop into a better player. But you know what's interesting about that? They, You know what that kind of reminds me of? It reminds me of the Celtics um, a couple years ago where they had all that young talent. Um, and then they added uh, Al Horford. Uh-huh. That will be the first domino to fall, and maybe you never know. You might sign a Gordon Hayward to trade for a Kyrie exactly. Irving later exactly. on down. And then have that two-timeline thing that Danny Ainge is playing with, with uh, superstars now and then future superstars. Well, exactly, because like because they like the way I look at it for the Phoenix Suns' point of view is that Devin Booker isn't in his prime. You wouldn't say that Devin Booker is in his prime yet, correct? No. But he's on the verge of getting there, and he's on the verge of stardom. Yeah. So why not start him now with someone else that can help him? 
right now, what his second best player last year was came in a trade. It was Alfred Payton. That dude's known for his hair. <laughs> that's true. Like, like, so that's the way I look at it. Like, why not like help this dude out? Like, help his development out. Like every night, like teams are just going in there. Like, oh, we got to stop Booker and we'll win. Like most nights, teams go in there and expect to beat the Suns. If you add Boogie, you're looking at a dominant one-two force with a front court player and a backcourt player. That's true. And I think you sign a big man in his prime, and then you have another star who's on the verge of becoming a superstar. Yeah, on, a, on the verge better. of stardom. He's only getting better every year. So um, as long as Boogie's healthy, I think if he comes back and he's not the same guy, then obviously they just wasted money. But Boogie, why not Boogie's throw that gonna money? Be, Boogie's going to be 20 – he's going to be 28 in August. That's, how, that's like Gordon Haywood right now. Yeah, exactly. Um, with Tatum, who's 20 now, and Jalen Brown is 21. Mm-hmm. Kyrie's 25. 26. Oh, yeah, he just turned 26. That's correct. The GOAT, best point guard in the league. Um, save it, Ahmed. Um, moving down on this list, I'm going uh, to – Andre Jordan. Should I skip Capella? Yes. Uh, yeah, I think he's, he's, he's restricted, so they're going to match anything that gets thrown at him. That's to get LeBron, which is not happening. Yeah. All right. Moving down. Actually, oh, Sully, you said DeAndre Jordan. He is next on this list. This list comes from Hoops Hype, by the way. Um, I want to skip DeAndre for now because there's a couple – there's three restricted free agents in a row. And all three of them are very, very intriguing to me because I honestly think that there's a possibility that these teams – Definitely one of them. I don't think the team they say that they want to, but I don't think they end up matching the deal. The other two are iffy. So, three players, same position. You got Aaron Gordon, Julius Randle, Jabari Parker. The dude, Marcus Smart. Jabari's gone. Yeah, Jabari is gone, but I also think Randle might be gone. Yeah, Randall, if they sign any big name free agent, he's gone. Randall might be gone. If they yeah. miss out on everything, he might stay. But I don't think he's going to sit around. That's the thing. So it's like the Lakers are kind of in like a iffy situation where it's like, say it's July 1st and he gets hit with a – give me a team. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks. What would you say? Dallas. All right, say Dallas hits him with like four years, what, 80 mil? Mm-hmm. 20 a year, the Lakers are sitting back saying, ooh, maybe we'll get Boogie. Ooh, maybe we'll get PG. You never know. Maybe yeah, we'll get LeBron. DeAndre Jordan. They hit you him have, on the first day. Yeah, he gets hit with the first day, and you have, I, I think it's, what, five days to match it? Yeah. Paul George and them don't they, sign. Yeah. July, they don't, July 6th. They don't sign right away. They're they're stuck in a tough situation. Yeah, I think that so, he'll be gone, yeah. I think – and he he's coming off the best year of his career. You can't forget that. He averaged 16 and 8 in, on 53% from the field, mm-hmm. which was just career numbers off the board. But moving down, because you said Jabari right away, and yeah, Jabari is long gone. I yeah. think he's going home to Chicago or maybe Brooklyn. Maybe the Hawks. Maybe Atlanta, yeah. I, uh, think one of those I don't know. I th- Chicago I'd wait on. I'm not going to say Chicago right away because I think that depends on the draft. 
As long they, as basically if they get everybody, if they get poor, if Chicago gets Porter, they ain't signing Jabari. That's true. Um, Who does Atlanta have left after this year? Like on their roster? Yeah. No one talented. Like two people. Well, Schroeder wants out. Yep. Um, John Collins. That's probably like their best piece. Yep. Uh, Torian Prince. He's out. Um, who else are we looking at here? Jeez, oh, this is one bad team. Terrible team. Thank God it's not us. Brutal team. Uh, Baysmore, Bembry, uh, Dwayne Dedman. Oh my God. Uh, Mike Muscala. He's still on the team. Remember when we lost to them in the first round a couple years ago? Yeah. Remember when they were the best team in the league? And they had choked. five all stars. Yeah, and then they choked. Yeah, uh, they got no one. Yeah. So they're gonna need someone. Oh, I can't wait. We need to get to Marcus Smart. Um, <laughs> and then relax. I can't wait. Um, so yeah, Sully, I do think that to get to the Hawks' point, I do think that they signed someone, but I, I think it's overpaid like they're gonna sign someone and overpay for them yes someone like they have to honestly they're not gonna get anybody without overpaying them no one wants to play there honestly i think a dude that's gonna end up there is brooke lopez Mm -hmm. i'm gonna say they get brooke lopez and oh damn it i just passed his name uh, Lopez on an overpaid deal to be like a honestly like a very solid player on their team, and I'm gonna say that they sign. I'm not gonna say him specifically, but someone to the caliber on the free agent market of a Rodney Hood, like Rodney Hood, Will Barton. Yeah, I see what you mean. Um, Tyreek. That's like a Ken Bazemore. Yeah, someone like that. Like a dude that should be a sixth man, but in Atlanta is going to be the number one starter. And if Schroeder's still there, like the number two option on the team. Yeah. All right, I'm in. So, oh, one thing I need, let's get back to Jabari there for a second. I think Brooklyn's an option because they're kind of, we're in that situation where they got fleeced by the Celtics and they're acquiring young talent, not through the draft, but uh, seeing any young talent that was out of their situation. Like a D'Angelo Russell, like a Jaleel Okafor, those dudes were like blue chip, you know, top three uh, picks. And instead of you know being in a position to draft them because they got robbed by Danny Ainge, they're trading for them or signing them in restricted free agency. So I think Jabari to Brooklyn, where they could form a washed up big three of D'Angelo Russell, uh, Jabari Parker, and Jaleel Okafor. I think that's a possibility. Still wouldn't make him far. All right. So what about Aaron Gordon? Do you think he stays in Orlando? Like, do you think they match any deal for him? Yeah, they. they I get, think they do. Yeah, I think they do. They don't really have right anybody now. Else. He's the face of Orlando. Yeah, he did. He did have a breakout year. Yeah, and he's selling tickets, so I don't think they know that they're gonna be a contender anytime soon. So might as well keep them to sell tickets. They just they got a hit in the draft, dude. They've been in the lottery for so long, and they missed so many times. I know, <laughs> so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think. We're gonna go DeAndre. No, Marcus. Marcus. Yeah. 
and the former Celtic, Isaiah Thomas. Oh, right. Can't wait for that one, too. Who's going first? DeAndre, real quick. All right, DeAndre. In that order, DeAndre, Marcus, Isaiah, final final word. Mm-hmm. Brett, I think you like this. You think I'll like this? DeAndre Jordan to the Knicks. I do like that. Here's why. My hold on, not to cut you off, but the no only problem. thing the only thing is if I'm the Knicks, I would honestly try and re-sign Cantor before I sign DeAndre. Uh, cheaper. Cheap, cheaper. True, I agree. Same honestly, same production on the that's offensive point, end. Though. All right, go ahead. So as we know, Christoph Porzingis. So stretch four that likes to play with a big five, as he says. Torrey's, uh Torney Seal also. Of course. Which makes sense because Ennis Cantor is technically a natural five. But the problem is that Ennis Cantor this season is looking to opt out of his thing no matter what happens. So as much as you say you want if you were the Knicks, you'd want to sign him back as cheaper, he's gonna opt out. Which Agreed. Which means he wants more cap space. And an open center spot that fits exactly the spot they want is DeAndre Jordan. The big man who doesn't stretch the floor but is good off the pick and roll, can open up the lane for himself, and if he gets it, can dish it out to Kristaps Porzingis, who's in the corner, maybe up top. Nobody's scoring on them two when them two are in the paint. Wouldn't Wouldn't it just be a storybook ending to DeAndre Jordan if he just signed with Dallas? Yeah. Like, wouldn't that just make it so much better? He's a wash now. I would love to see that. I think I, he's. I think the best. No, De- DeAndre. Deon, hold on, Ahmed. I'm sorry, but DeAndre is. He has specific suitors. He's going to sign somewhere where he has a legit point guard. The best years of it. He obviously like he wasn't as talked about this year because he didn't have anyone feeding him the ball. You got to look at it like. Yeah, he's but great. Like, Honestly, he didn't even catch that many lobs this year. Which so, is the only reason why people that don't watch basketball knew him. Yeah. If you watch so, basketball and you look at it, he is a great natural big man that rebounds. So I feel like some spot for him, they have to have a point guard who can, uh, who is like a not, not even a pass-first point guard, just like a point guard who can see the floor well and, make, de- and make, yeah, make a decision. That's why the Tivikina. That's why that's why the Knicks are like kind of an interesting option because he he is going to get the young point guard. Either it's going to be Nilakina, Trey Burke off the bench, Moutier, who they have, <laughs> Trey Young. If they draft someone, Trey Young, Colin Sexton, someone like that. Hopefully, Colin Sexton. They have a oh me too. I hope. Um, they have a lot of options. A lot of options there. Like that's why that's an intriguing intriguing spot to me. Right. But the thing for you, Sully, I'm going to bring – you brought it to me. I'm going to bring it to you. <laughs> you said the Heat trade Hassan. What if yeah. the Heat signed DeAndre? I don't think they want another big man like that. Yeah. That's what I – I think that as well, but I'm just saying that's another spot where he could fit who has an, who has an opening at center, has, hey, a, cre- has a credible point guard. So – Ahmed, I'll bring you in now. Mm-hmm. I think his best place, because he does have an opt-in, he can't opt-in. I think that he'll do a sign and trade to go to Portland, and it will get rid of Nurkic, who 
looked good last year towards the end of the season, but this year wasn't that good. And during the um, uh, Blazers series, got exposed. I think that he'll be perfect playing with off of Damian Lillard if they do Agreed. intend to keep him. And C.J. McCollum, two combo guards who can run the pick and roll, uh, track defenses, and can pass. Um, they'd have to do an opt-in and sign a trade because they, oh my, their cap situation is why I think they should rebuild. They got Evan Turner making $70 million. Yep. That's not going to work. So they got to either get rid of Nurkic in a sign and trade. Um, nobody wants uh, Evan Turner's contract, but I think that's a nice place for him to Dude, get his last it's not even. It's not even just Evan Turner. Alan Crabb. Everyone. Ed, Ed Davis. No. My, Ed Davis uh, my, how much is Ed Davis making? 60 mil? Myers Leonard. Yeah, I don't even want to even talk about that. I think they should blow it up in Portland, but that's the topic for another day. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I'm at, until this Monday, actually, I was very focused on him going to the Blazers, but then I just completely was like, I don't know what I was thinking. The money is just... Yeah, they're going to have to do a sign-and-trade. I don't think the Clippers want to do that. Andre Jordan is not taking minimum money. Yeah, that would be All a perfect right. place for him. All right, I'm at... The time you've been waiting for. Let's go. Marcus, Marcus Smart time. Okay. What do you so, have to say that's so important about this? Here's the thing about Mar- the Marcus Smart. Ahmed, both of us already know what you're going to say. Four years, 48 mil. Nah, I'm, I'm off that bandwagon. <laughs> uh, you've been on that for six well, months. Yeah, but I, I'm thinking about the situation. Uh, the Celtics have a possible dynasty on their hands. And the owner said that they're willing to pay, but... If they do sign Marcus Smart to what he thinks he's worth, 14 million, 16 million, they will be in the luxury tax this upcoming season. And if they, for a team who hasn't signed Jalen Brown and Tatum yet, um, they don't want to hit that repeater tax, which kicks in after three years, which would be like pretty much they'll be paying Golden State money uh, in three years if they do keep Marcus Smart. So unless Marcus signs a qualifying offer for six million or a two year contract. For twenty-four million, where he's off the books in two years, there's no way he's staying. If he says I want f- uh, fifteen, sixteen million, the owners are not going to sign that to the point where they would be in the luxury tax next season. And then three years from now, when Jalen Brown's on the table, and four years from now, when um, Tatum's on the ba- table looking for maxes, they'll be in the repeater tax, paying Golden State Warriors money. And the difference between Golden State money and Boston money is Golden State has a new arena coming up in uh, San Francisco in which the organization owns. So every ticket they sell, they get that money back and they can use that to pay their luxury tax. The Celtics, TD Bank owns their arena. They won't have that type of revenue. So it's kind of a sticky situation. I like that. I think if Marcus signs his qualifying offer six million, we'll see him back next year. And it is a a slow year in terms of money. Uh, Not a lot of teams have cap room, but the year after, hopefully, um, he'll have an opportunity to sign for more money on another team. But it's not looking good for the Celtics right now. That's all I have to say. Proud of you, Ahmed. Ahmed, you just you looked at that in a way that I look at things. Like these are these are conversations we have all the time where I don't I look at it as like the media way or I look at it towards the money or financial. Mm-hmm. You just you did that. I like that. That was that was good. Mm-hmm. Thank you. But but he's staying in Boston. Agreed. I don't know. What's your reason for that? What's my reasoning towards him staying in Boston? Yeah. Um, Take your heart out of it. Look at it from the position of the Celtics. He ain't going nowhere. Um, he's a restricted free agent, and they have the, oppor- they have the opportunity to match any offer that he yeah. uh, intends to accept. Mm-hmm. Um, he is 
beloved in Boston by fumble Sully. Nice job. Um, he is beloved in Boston by every fan. No matter how poorly he plays on the offensive end, he makes the little plays yeah. where they you don't see it in the stat sheet, and then it ends up winning you the game. Yeah, but yeah, you're looking at it from the human point of view. I don't think what? that's gonna come Mark in. Smart's a human. No, I'm talking about like the oh, human. Man, I'm a human too. So no. is he. What are you, you saying? Guys, you're you're not obviously not understanding what I'm saying. The human point of view is an emotional, like, oh, he's the heart of Boston. Boston loves him. That's not gonna come into the point where the owner's are like, oh, are we willing to pay the luxury tax next year and be paying, uh, not have enough money to re-sign, uh, a Jason Tatum or being the luxury the repeated tax within three years. Ahmed, the thing you're not getting is that Marcus Smart being a human goes to Marcus Smart not taking as much money as he says he will. Yeah, like, Ahmed, he to says, stay in Boston. He saw what happened to Avery Bradley. Look what happened to Avery Bradley when he left Boston. Yeah, I don't you guys can't be sure if Marcus Smart's looking at that. I think he's looking for the bag. And I think that the only way he stays in Boston is a two year twenty million dollar deal, twenty two million dollar deal or a qualified. Marcus Smart asked for anything more than nine mil, then I agree with you. He's definitely asked for more than that. If he does, then I agree with you. But otherwise, he's willing to give up money. He's staying in Boston. This is his – he literally is the heart of Boston. I think they need to keep him. I think that you can put out a lineup. Um, let's say you want to go up against the Warriors and switch everything. You can put up a lineup of Smart, Jalen Brown, Hayward, Tatum, and Horford, or Marcus Morris at the center, and switch anything you want. I think he deserves to be in Boston, but I think that the owners don't want to pay the luxury taxes early because that's going to hurt them later on when Jalen Brown's definitely going to want a max and Tatum's definitely, definitely going to deserve a max within the next uh-huh. three four years. So you don't want to be in that repeated tax before that because you're not going to have anyone to sign him. I may sound like a hater, but I think we'd be willing to give up Jalen Brown. I hope we don't, unless it's like some crazy Tatum's deal. Tatum's more important than him right now. Yeah. But I, I think you should keep those two together. I would keep both because they're the dynamic duo. But yeah, comes to points, bro. General managers. Thanks. Trader Danny knows best. Trust in Danny all the times. Wait till I'm the general manager of the Celtics. All right, let's not let's not get ahead of ourselves. Just wait, Momo. So right. so 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 moving on to our last player of Uh-oh. the night, the goat. I'm at let's relax. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Isaiah Thomas, the Wait, former... let, me, let me jump in real quick before you finish this. Okay. He's going to Dober Elementary School. <laughs> tough, tough, tough. <laughs> um, the former Boston Celtic, Cleveland Cavalier, Sacramento King, Phoenix Sun... Washington Husky, however, however many teams you want to label this dude with. Um, honestly, this dude, this dude, literally this time last year was talking about getting thirty mil a year, and and now I don't. God, we didn't do that. I don't even know what he's gonna make on the open market. All right, let me hop in on this. I think <laughs> you can go first. first. Of all, you can go first because I don't know. Ahmed, also, also, Ahmed, if you want, if you want to be a nice dude mm-hmm. and toss toss some credit my way for ripping on this dude for his, for his entire time that he was in Boston, he feel was great free. in Boston, Mel, as much as you ripped on him. He was feel great. Free. I loved him. Um, I was a little sad when they traded him, but we got Kyrie, you know, like it. But who was correct? Uh, but 
Brett Either. was always ripping, saying that we have no shot of winning anything with Isaiah Thomas, a 5'9 point guard, and Avery Bradley, a 6'2 shooting guard as our backcourt. And it's obviously proven now. We traded him away and got way better. But um, I want to thank him for his time with Boston. He had a lot of great memories, gave me a lot of great memories. Um, but let's keep it real. This dude came off a season where he showed himself to be a team cancer in Cleveland. Had hip surgery about a month ago, right heading into free agency, and showed that he was not willing to come off the bench uh, as soon as he got traded to um, the Lakers. So, I don't think any team's giving him a long-term contract unless they're seriously desperate. And no, they- I think I think he's getting a one-year deal of prove it. Yeah, that's what I was going to get to. But um, I don't think that any team, if they're desperate, they might. But I don't think any team's giving him more than a one-year deal. But I think the best location for him would be a team like a San Antonio where he gets. <sighs> That he's Damn still it, Isaiah Damn Thomas, it. and then get money the the next year after that, maybe a three year, hundred million dollar deal. Whoa, whoa, no, whoa, no, whoa, whoa. After, let's let's relax. Hold up, Momo, you didn't let me finish. You're just jumping in right now. Yeah, wait, saying, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me jump in. Let me jump in. Let me what? jump in. You're telling me that you think if he gets a one year prove it deal, improves it, that he could get a Kyle Lowry type deal. I mean, if Kyle Lowry can get it, then why? Let's say Isaiah goes to um, the San Antonio Spurs and averages 30 and 7. Whoa. Whatever he averaged um, in Boston and proves that, yo, this dude's healthy, he could probably sign that deal with a desperate team on $300 million. He's not getting no Supermax. Those days are over. He's too old and he's a 5'9 point guard. But if he does prove it, I think he can get that contract the year after. Especially in San Antonio or Kawhi, where they can possibly make a push to the conference finals, I think that'd be a great spot for him. I love I love the San Antonio fit. That's exactly where I was going. Mm-hmm. But you you just threw me for a whole new loop when you said the year after he I don't think any this I meant this is you literally just like brought me back to my entire point about him in Boston. Yeah, it, no it team between Boston. I understand that. other teams might do. Boston's I understand great. that. I understand that. All I'm saying is that I don't believe that any team is willing to pay this dude $30 million a year. You're five, nine, and he's going to be – plus, he, this is we're talking two years down the road. He's going to be entering 30. his age 32 season. Mm-hmm. You're putting him on the books for 30 mil. He's going to be 35. You don't think if this dude if this dude puts up 25 and 6 – in, in um, San Antonio, looks amazing. A team that's stuck in the no-man's land like the Detroit Pistons, who just traded for um, Blake Griffin on a five-year deal, won't be, yo, we need a point guard. We'll just sign you for three years because we're not winning a championship anytime soon. Not with Boston, not with Philly, not with Golden State. You don't think a team would throw money at like you gotta You're looking at it from the point of view of the Boston Celtics, a first-class organization. But I guarantee you there's a team out there who's stupid enough to pay him that money. I'm not saying he deserves it. I'm just saying that's a possibility. I mean, I guess. I'll give you that. I guess. There definitely there definitely are some teams that are dumb enough to just toss out cash left and right and say, here, like, we're in the rebuilding stage. Why not get a little star power here? Get a little revenue going. But um, going back to – I'll jump away from that for a bit. Going back to – the fit aspect of it, him to San Antonio, I love. Solid. Um, I'm trying to find a place for him in the Eastern Conference in my head. And I, I got just, one. I can't. Detroit. I think Detroit works. I got one. 
I don't think Detroit works with Reggie Jackson. No, Reggie Jackson's out of there, but I think he's gone. I don't think they want to keep him. I still got one. Mm-hmm. Momo, please don't kill me. The New York Knicks. The New York Knicks. <laughs> Momo's so bad. Here's why. New York Knicks have a lot of good point guards, and it looks like Frank Nino-Kina is going to have point guard position for a couple years. Frank Frank likes to play off the ball. Yep, that's what I was going to And also, the New York Knicks are in a rebuilding stage. So here's Isaiah goes in, becomes the greatest thing that happened to the New York Knicks in many years, right? Mm-hmm. Or he plays horrendous. And they get more lottery. And they were in a rebuilding year anyway, so what's the problem? Yeah, true. I like I liked that. I mean, if it's anything, if it's anything more than a one-year deal, I don't like that. If I was it, like as a Knicks, like Knicks, they have like twenty-five to thirty-five mil, right? They do. Yeah. Yeah, they have about twenty-three-ish mil in cap space. JJ Redick deal. No. Yeah, that, no. <laughs> no. No. I could see two years. The JJ the JJ Redick deal Ahmed was absurd. One year twenty three. I know. Absurd. <laughs> no way I Isaiah. Like no way Isaiah gets that. I uh, no. I'm not gonna say New York. I'm gonna say New York, baby. I'm gonna say Bulls. No. I'll go back to LA. No. Okay, maybe okay, if they miss, I think they what? will. There was a point that they will sign him if they miss one every really miss. Just yeah. why not one more year? They're not getting like there's a like there's a lot. I'd give that like a fifteen percent chance. Yeah. That's his hometown team. Or not hometown, but his favorite the closest, team. The closest here. to his hometown. His favorite team. Falls, I say Portland falls falls would be. Portland. Yeah. Um cheering for the Lakers is what I was getting at. He did cheer for the Lakers, and he got his name because of the Lakers. I'm going to say Orlando. Mm. Hear me out. Hear me out. Orlando? Yeah, hear me out on this. Okay. Basically, if Isaiah signs with Orlando on the one-year deal, he's thrown right back into the same position he was in Boston. He's an established, he's an established veteran playing with a bunch of young, young guys. Mm, he can... No. He cannot – I mean, I mean, I'm not saying that Orlando's making the playoffs. That's far. No, I'm, just, I'm talking about the system. Brad Stevens' system is completely different. That's what made him work. He used to do a lot of off-ball plays, dribble handoffs, um, all these great plays that set him up in positions to score. I don't mm-hmm. think you're going to get that. I think you can get that in um, San Antonio. I don't think you can get that in Orlando. Mama, what's their cap space? A lot. It's, oh, all, it's all like rookie deals. It's a lot of rookie deals in Orlando. You have other than Bismack Biombos. Yeah, other so than are you willing to give a lot or no? Honestly, they could probably throw if like we're talking one year deals. They could probably throw about sixteen to eighteen at him. They could throw a JJ Redick deal at him, but nobody wants to. <laughs> he he would. I could see him taking an eighteen mil deal. Right, a one year eighteen million dollar deal, and say, hey, here here's the keys to our offense. You got Fournier around us. You got Gordon. You got Isaac. You got Vucevic. You have what are they, the sixth pick in the draft? Let's say here's Michael Porter. Here's Wendell Carter. Go See, make it reason, work. The reason I like that Mo and against what Ahmed was saying about the system is the fact that Orlando has a dead system, which is right what Ahmed said. But the thing, yeah, they don't they don't have an established they don't have an established system, so they can they could find a way to make it work. And that's where he wants to be. 
Yeah, and like honestly, like the the state the state of the Orlando franchise that it's in right now, like why not try and why not try and like throw someone in there who can like re-energize the fan base, like just like possibly be the greatest thing to happen in years. Yeah, like the thing I was saying to Ahmed earlier, like I look at it not always in like the basketball way. I look at it in the media way, the financial way, like. This helps as a general manager when I look at things. Like this helps the magic in so many more ways than just on the court. Like the, the like amount, look, at, look at the Boston Celtics. Yeah, the amount of here. the amount of money that the Celtics got from selling his jersey and yes. like merchandise from him, like I think he could do that the same way. He brings heart to wherever he is. <sighs> I agree. I agree. But let me say something. Um, when I brought up this, um, the San Antonio Spurs, I'm, instead of looking at it from the GM's point of view, I'm going to look at it from Isaiah's point of view, and I think the best way for him to get the most money the next year would be to prove that he's still a winner and he can help lead a franchise, play with another star, be that second uh, that second fiddle to you know Kawhi Leonard. Who let's say Kawhi, makes his, let's say Kawhi makes his return. I'm at, I, do, I'm at I, I agreed with the Spurs thing, but how yeah, do you agree think Kawhi ain't there? How do you feel? Know, it depends if Kawhi's there, but let's say. How, he, all right, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. If Kawhi's there, how do you think Isaiah fits in as a I think, third option? I on think the he fits. I think he comes off the bench to start, but I think that just like the, his first year in Boston, when he came off the bench and led them to the playoffs, I think they'll eventually be like, you know what, we'll let you start in some big games, something like that. Start later on in the season, and I think like you can put Spurs, up a solid twenty eighteen or twenty points. Do you think then the Spurs bench? Dejounte, I think probably depending on um. They're so Kawhi. they're so. I don't think they uh, love. Yeah, I know they love. Him. They're they're young dude. They young love. Dude. They love Dejounte, and the reason yeah. I don't think they bench him is because of you got to look at it on the defensive side of the ball as well. Yeah, I know that is true, but I think Pop can figure out a way to hide him. They did it in Boston, you know, and had success. So agreed. Agreed. I don't think they play him against the Warriors and stuff like that. Like as a starter, because no way that um they would be changing with this offense, huh? There's a lot more pick and uh a lot more defenses are doing switch everything. Yeah, that is true. But the only thing is, I don't think Popovich Popovich is, isn't he? What a pick and roll type of guy? No, no, isn't nah, he more of a stay pop, pops? A uh, pops are man on man. You you take yeah, I thought you, so. So you, you match up. So he win your matchup defense there. I was looking at more from the offensive side. Obviously, he's a defensive liability, but I think no, no, no. I was agreeing with you. Yeah, I know. I'm saying that's probably the best defensive system he could be in is yeah. one that they don't want you to switch on everything. Yeah, um, I think that. But he needs a. He's a system player. I think he's a system he star. He could be a star, star in the right system. I don't think he thinks he is, but he, he is. He doesn't think he. Yeah, he thinks he's the shit. Excuse me. <laughs> All right. Um. But free agency, free agency is a month away, so we can do we can do all the speculating we want. We can hear the rumors we want. Judge, judge accordingly. But honestly, that doesn't that doesn't change that doesn't change anything. So to wrap it up, we're gonna we're just gonna give a little like um just like a final thought, basically, oh, kind of like. Final take, baby. Just like two, just like uh, first. Yeah. Take. So kind of like what Stephen A. Max and Molly have on first take. Kind of just like final take. Your final take, like some. I don't want to do. I don't want to do bold prediction, Sully, like I do on my radio show, because, because that the difference in that is that's every week. This 
this podcast, we can do as many times as we want. I got a, a lot of bull predictions, baby. All right, let's let's start it off. Let's let's do this final take, BS. Who's going first? Watch yourself, I'm at, all right? All right. One of you two can go first. Mate, go ahead. The 2019 NBA champions will I'm be. I mean, you're going a year in advance, bold. Yep. Dude, the point, like the point of the bold predictions on my radio show is that you're able to critique them the next week. You're going a year in I'm advance. Going a year in advance. One year from now, we blow up. Let me know. We're gonna rewind this tape. The 2019 NBA champions will be. LeBron James and the Philadelphia 76ers in six games or seven games over the Golden oh State Warriors. Oh, my God. <laughs> LeBron's getting his fourth ring, and he will win league MVP and finals MVP. Oh it will be his best season God. to date. Sully, go ahead. All right. You guys better be ready. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, I got to choose between two. All right. I'll see this one first. Kawhi Leonard. To the Miami Heat, baby. I'm serious. MVP brings the Heat to a third place finish in the East. Mm-hmm. Eastern Conference Finals. Versus Take down the Celtics in the semifinals and lose to the Sixers of LeBron James. Oh, in- <laughs> and then what happens in the finals? The Sixers winning game seven versus the. Let's Houston go. Rockets. What? You heard me. Nah, Golden State, man. You heard, me. you heard me. Houston. You heard me, Ahmed. All I right. Heard you. Move on. Wow. <laughs> wow. Harold's here, most improved. All right, go ahead, Bob. Um, <laughs> new team. <laughs> and a new team. Yeah. Celtics. Celtics trade up to. Celtics straight up to five. Where where mm-hmm. are uh where are the Mavs? Five. 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 Celtics Four. straight up to five. Five. Mom, Mobamba to Boston. Trade trade Terry and next year's Kings pick along with twenty seven to select Mobamba. Wow. You're wild in. Wait, Terry Rozier to Dallas? Terry Rose no, okay. Dallas along with the 27th. Where's Dennis Smith at? Yeah. Is he going to quit on Dennis Smith? No, they're going to play him together. What? It's going to be Portland 2.0. Oh, if wait, they, they, if they they're do. going to Mavericks, bro, they're getting rid of Jalen Brown, which is what we don't yeah, want. We don't want. I, I'd rather trade up. Who has the fourth pick? Memphis. Yeah, yeah I know, but he's Terry old. Terry Rozier to Memphis. Terry Rozier to Memphis would probably be best. Or unless, because Terry Rozier does. Actually, no, you got to have Kyrie because they do like the Terry Rozier lineup. MVP. All right, all right. That's that's going off the rails. That's (laughs) enough. So, to finish it off, Terry Rozier to Dallas plays along with Dennis Smith, Mo Bamba to the Celtics. What did I say? Averages eight blocks, seven, ten wingspan. That's all that matters. (laughs) Celtics. What was mine? Say it, Momo. I'm I'm not. Say mine. Please, Momo, repeat. You have to do this. Repeat. All of mine. Repeat it. No, I can't. Come, come on, bro. Kawhi Leonard to the Heat. LeBron wins the championship at Philly versus the Warriors. All right, so this this when will conclude the first the first episode of the Sixers win seventy four games. I'm at enough. Uh, this concludes the first episode 
of the Snakes in the Grass podcast. Uh, obviously, Karma wasn't here to provide his intel as well. But we will be back for another installment in the coming days. We don't really know how the schedule really works out. But thank wow. you all for listening. We hope you have a great rest of your night and you enjoyed the podcast. <laughs>